0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Courtside Fracker. Um, it's our second episode in two weeks. I'm going to say another, like we've been doing this for three years non-stop. Um, I'm joined this week by Lakers fan Kay Canyon. How are you doing, bro?
1: Yeah. I feel like Russ.
0: <laughs> I
2: feel like yeah. a Russ jumper. <laughs> Ice cold, bro. Mr. Freeze in this bitch, yeah?
0: Uh, so, X-Fan, yes, I you yes? it's
1: it's it's up and down mate to be honest i, I, need, I, need, more, have...
0: I need more guys i need give me more give me more you, our two bo- our two boys
1: having... of our, our two our two boys are on a three game win streak and they've they've got about 60 each in their last two games so for that mm. i'm good but when i say up and down it's we're only a, we're only a week removed from rj barrett off the glass heave and hope at, at the at the buzzer so uh hey hold so, that I never know I never, know. I never know how I am this season, to be fair. Never a
0: dull but moment. From never from a that, dull moment. No. Apart from that, I'm good though. Good, good, good. And next fan Sai. How are you doing,
2: Sai? I'm good, brother. Man, I'm good. Perfect, I was supposed to be on a few weeks ago, but the episode never dropped. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad. I'm glad I can be back on when we're back on a high because god damn, it's been low. <laughs> Always that happy to so happy. have you. Um uh, before I start, before
0: we get into the main pod, I wanted to do the usual and plug the socials. So if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, give us a rating. Uh, We've got our own feedback, so it's all Courtside all the time. So make sure you're subscribing. If you're somebody who's on Twitter and you're not following, give us a follow at Courtside Fracker. Uh, also give us a follow on the Instagram also. I think, yeah, that's Courtside Fracker too. Um, and if you like the visual stuff as well, might as well go ahead and follow uh, on the YouTube. I think that's, yeah, Courtside Fracker as well. Um, So with all that being said, um, we're discussing just before before the pod started, um, a certain Russell Westbrook, um, some quotes that he had for the Sacramento Kings, which is real cute. Uh, you know, he's on the 21 and 21 LA Lakers, was brought in this summer to join LeBron and AD, forming another big three. Um, and we got talking about his legacy. Uh, K, you, you've kind of refused all season to give him any sort of uh, ownership of That's his play true. That's uh, not no, true. Let, let me do my bit, then you can you can do your bit. Um <laughs> you, you kind of refused all season to give him any ownership over his playing all LeBron's fault for um bringing him. Um how's it going? Yeah, pretty shit. Can't lie, mate. <laughs> but um yeah, the K- reason
3: for K-
1: okay. Yeah. K- can I just quickly ask? Because you are for people that don't know, you are Westbrook. Like you had my this man, ownership man. That's the Brody. Why not? A hundred percent. a Laker fan from a day. Like not even true, just yeah. like. Early, not, a not, Laker. not a Harold um, out here. I'm, I'm, so, I'm early, so is this a case of? It was so much fun when it wasn't you having to deal with it every night. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And now,
3: I, used, I, used, I used to be a, a player fan as well. So obviously, the times when KD and Russell are at. Um, the thunder, like it's fun to watch. Like, these are my guys. You know, you follow players that aren't doing play on your team, like it's a good time. And don't get me wrong, like, don't get me wrong, every morning you'll see all the low lights from the casuals that don't watch the games. And you're like, oh, Russ is doing this, 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 and this. I was like, yeah, relax, man. Like, cool. Like, he has bad games as well, but let's be honest, he's not set up for success here. Had a good season last year, always starts slow and all that jazz. And then the low lights start becoming the full lights, and then. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, just, it's, just, just, it's just annoying. It's just the all lights the likes, So yeah, the actually, He was actually playing well for a small stretch, and that coincided with a lot of losses, weirdly enough. Shock. And we'll, he was playing well, and then LeBron came back and started playing well, and then he wasn't playing well. And obviously, AD's not around no more, which is even great, to be honest, because that guy's a punk. But we'll get into that another day. So, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't want to discredit Russ too much because, like I said, it's very easy to criticize Russ, and I think what it is as we see with our favorite players. One side is just so unbalanced, so the other side goes even more unbalanced to try and level the field out. But in all honesty, yeah, um, I think his legs are just shot. Like he doesn't can't really shoot anymore, and he's at the age of his at the stage of his career where his flaws can't really be hidden on a decent to bad team, which is what we are. We're not terrible. We're not good either. We're just decent on our day with LeBron's superhero and Malik Monk coming to his own. So you can't really hide his flaws. And he's been so one-dimensional for so long. And for someone who was never really a good finisher at the at the hoop anyway, he, as, athletic, as athletic as he was, he's not even great at that anymore either. He could never shoot anyway. He's much worse at that. By the way, only 2% less than Steph Curry. But we won't get into that, in it. innit? But,
1: if anyone listening is yeah. confused, Canyon is meant to be the pro-Russ side of this debate. Yeah, it's <laughs> I just mean, it's he's, else. It's not, I mean, not, not, not really pro. a pro
3: anymore. And the thing is, like I said, we're not set up for success, regardless. So, like I said, if we were a good team, you could hide his flaws. And when Washington were playing well, and Bradley Beal was the main guy, Russell was doing great. Like whatever, We're enough, shop they're doing better without him right now. A better team, by the way, anyway. But that's irrelevant. So yeah, it's just tricky because we're just not good. And everything that he's good at, the team is not set up to do that well anyway. So. Is whatever, and it's too late for him, in all honesty. So I feel bad for my guy, but you got to hold whole lot. The only still. thing
1: I will say, right, is people kind of said this at the beginning of the last season as well. Like he started like shit in Washington and everyone thought he was done then. Came back for a quad injury, and then he he had like the second the second two thirds of his season in Washington were really, really good. He was playing good basketball most nights, mm. um, and a big part of a good stuff there. Like, is it is it done done? Or do you see anything where you can think, nah, if this changes up, this changes up because he's there for the postseason? The so reason all the I like his eyes are going to be on it.
3: No, the reason I think it's done is purely because of the expectations of the Lakers. Washington have no expectations. If they made the play and it's like, whatever, oh shit, Rusted, all right, we did good. Hey guys, we can look to the future and build. they got one for their books, so they're laughing. So whatever. But for the Lakers, the aim. Is to make the playoffs or make a run in the playoffs, no matter how bad they are in the postseason, especially since in the in the regular season, especially since LeBron's been there. So, one is play isn't really conducive to pre or post postseason or regular season, and if he does get better, it's not going to really change much, I don't think, because yeah, what he's good at takes away from everyone else at this stage of his career, anyway, especially with LeBron being so ball dominant, and you want to get the ball in AD's hands. So, yeah, I sh- I don't think it gets much better, which is unfortunate. So, it is, I what think it's bench, yeah, man. It's got a hold up, man. Like, that's every time our favorite players they get they become washed at some point. i sorry, sorry, hold up. So, sorry, si, yeah, he,
2: no,
0: He's 33. Lakers are on the hook for 90 million between this year and next year. Um, 18, country, yeah, 18, 8, and 7. Um, not pretty efficient with that either something like 43 from the field less than 30 percent from uh three and less than 70 percent from the free throw line um we got talking about um his legacy um seeing seeing all the fanfare that that clay was getting in his return and um, we got talking about legacy and uh, in all honesty for me 33 isn't necessarily an old man but in terms of how long he's been in the league, he's probably. He's, Injuries he's the, mileage. He's got the mileage he's got the mileage of probably a guy who's a few good few years older than he actually is. Um, this is yeah, this is his last, probably his last contender he's gonna be on now. Um, how, how do you think his time on the Lakers um affects his legacy if they say uh embarrassing first round exit, um second round exit? What's next for us?
2: I think in that particular scenario, a first round exit continues the legacy that has become synonymous with him, unfortunately. And that's that's not even me being shady. It's just when we when we look at good players, great players, legends of the games, the majority of them will all have deficiencies that we call back to, and the the, the sort of pathway to their retirement is filled with peaks and troughs. The last few years for us have looked bleak, though, man. Like if you look at look at the situation in Houston, him going to to the Rockets and becoming a small ball five, being effective in his role, but ultimately them falling short in a manner that is synonymous with Russell Westbrook, it was disappointing. Then he goes to Washington, didn't hit the ground running like everybody hoped. Even, even I hoped that he hit the ground running. I had them pitched as like a six seed or something yeah. like that. He didn't really make Bradley Bill any better. He didn't make the other guys around him any better. And when you compare that to some of his competitors, contemporaries like cp3 for example you're like all right cool just emulate a little bit of that model and you'll do wonders for your legacy if anything and he didn't do that now he's gone and formed a super team with with uh, the rest of the old boys from the mid 2000s and again it's the same story so we're looking at three moves back to back to back of just pure disappointment
3: so uh, then okay, you let's not do that. It, it's, it's pure disappointment. Houston was a little shy, shy. Like, come on, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a gentleman's sweep by the Lakers. Yeah, that one that one, on
3: him, though. He obviously had the quad injury, but the whole season before, and people just wrote off. So let's be honest here. And like I hear what right. Sai's saying, like I hear what Sai's saying. Honestly, I do hear it. But I just think he's an unfortunate scapegoat due to his style of play not being conducive to this new era of efficiency and shooting and whatnot. So it is what it is at this point. So he could
2: be inefficient, mm. but and so
0: would you say his style of play no. is mm. would you say his style of play is not conducive to winning then?
3: No, I wouldn't say that because Houston clearly had a winning season. They just they got they got pumped by the better team who were my Lakers at the time because you know champions and that. But mm. yeah, I just don't think any at this point in the time of his career, like the deficiencies, especially on a bad team, you can't hide them. Whereas mm. on a good team, which Houston were at the time, you can. So but then, if you want to take that next step, unfortunately, there are better players than us at the moment. Like mm-hmm. I held on to him being in my in my top twenty last the first time we did the course. I counted. now the second time he we wasn't anywhere close for good reason too. <laughs> so, so
0: he's got to hold that, so, so, my guy. Why not? So how do so sigh? How do how how will we remember
2: Russell Westbrook? I think we'll re- remember him as a great player for his time, like, Hall of Famer. within within this. Uh, there's a lot of Hall of Famers. I. I not as I old. don't, I don't necessarily, there is a lot of Hall of Fame. There business. is, yeah. Like, first ballot, second ballot, I don't really care. Like, the the end of the day, we're, we're hopefully going to hold our faculties when we're old men. And I'm hoping that we have some, some callbacks to Russell Westbrook doing the unbelievable triple-double season and then repeating it and repeating it again. But that's as far as it goes for me. Because his style of play, for me, you're comparing him to maybe three players. You've got D Rose, Better himself, him. and now Ja Morant, right? And in the situation that Ja Morant develops in the way that we expect him to, I think give it five, six years, we're gonna look back at Russ and say, Yeah, he was a blueprint, but so we now
3: have nothing's happened yet.
2: Doesn't matter. If you if you it look does... at the numbers in the trajectory and the style of play, no, 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 they no, no, are no, no, very, no. very similar in the in the way that they're, they're similar the players, lineup. yeah. But They're very similar and Ja Morant has improved on the design in key areas. The turnover, the decision-making the and the shooting.
3: As did Russ early in his career. Two, three Come years on, in. Three Come years on, in, Russ was
0: improving all the time. We can revise history I mean, only no, no, I think, I think let, let's, let's have some the more there, um, Kay. So I think he, he did improve from what he was projected to be as a rookie. I think the things that are his weaknesses now were the things that were his weakness in his prime, I'll give you the the mid range shooting, which was a lot more reliable in his prime. But the shooting from deep, the the boneheaded decisions, the turnovers at inopportune times, those have plagued him his whole career. Um, so I think the point um, size making is a valid one, and I'd like you to address that. <laughs> You ain't, wrong. You, like you ain't wrong
3: you ain't wrong but girl bro you gotta charge that one to the game still like all our favorite. like I said who cares about efficiency when you're loved in the streets bro meat jacket, fur coat, all that jazz. He's going to be loved in
2: the streets when he's out of the league in three years because he's not that's, coming off the bench. And That's
3: fine. And that's fine because he'll be 36 in three years. So that's no problem to me, bro. Cool. <laughs> like You're not supposed what, what, to play that think,
2: long. What do you think we'll see first? Do we see Russ coming off the bench before he retires or does he retire before he sees bench? Actually, what we need to do as well, yeah, is get
3: out of the narrative that Russ is some madman. I think he'll come off the bench first at some point because no matter how bad his flaws might be, he is a sensational teammate and has always been one. And he's always g up the guys. So I don't think it's an issue of him coming Emotional up leaders, as well as and leaders. No, 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 it's no, two no don't thing, do that, man. No, two no. different he's things, my brother. Leader. He's a great leader. And even all the young boys have said it previously. Victor Oladipo credited him for the player that he became before the injuries. Washington were telling us how he came to training camp early. He was mentoring all the young boys. This is a good guy. He just plays like a bozo, man. He's got to hold that. <laughs> you
2: okay. just use Victor Oladipo. As, good, yeah, before the
0: injuries. <laughs> before the, this I, don't, I don't think there's much more to say after he's a good guy. He just plays like a bozo. To be honest with you, it's a perfect <laughs> yeah, opportunity to to segue into your nets. Actually, si. Um, yeah. So it's a 138 um, to 112 win over the uh, top of the East Chicago Bulls. Uh, your first win against a top eight seed in either conference. You did have your big three but they didn't particularly need to have a big night for you to get the win. Um, I guess I want you to talk us through yesterday's win, but also talk us through the struggles you've had against um, other top seeds and how you think that projects for your for your season.
2: Yeah, yesterday was was a real interesting game. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, we've not beaten a top four seed in either conference all season. So 0-8 is atrocious. Um a lot of the trends in those games happened to just be James Harden not having great nights and us looking quite disjointed. So it was good yesterday to see how more, f- how much more fluid we looked. Obviously, we finally found a rotation that looked a bit more balanced, having the two rookies in the team, uh, Kessler Ed- Edwards and De'Ron, uh, what's his name, uh, Sharp. Um, That's right. those you know they're played.
1: rookies, boy. Sai is reading Brother every letter those of those names to, oh, to make sure that he's
2: saying them right. <laughs> Who named those brothers? That's all I want to know, man. <laughs> they got those <laughs> names off the back of a cereal box or something, no, respectfully. <laughs> um, but yes. <yeah>, <laughs> respectfully.
1: Can I just, it's... sorry, s- little segue. Has anyone seen Anthony Simons or Anthony Simons at Portland? Yeah. Have you seen how they spelt his first name?
2: Yeah, that is the most dyslexic
1: parentage <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It's Anthony, spell A N F E R N E E. That is the yeah. worst name, like hoodrat name, not being able to spell Anthony I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> you see, you see it all from Americans. Though. At this point, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, and I First thought it was, it was, it was, it was after, it was after like, Penny. It was, it was after Penny Hard- It was after Penny Hardaway, wasn't it? Penny one? Hardaway is it spelled the same way, isn't it?
3: Yeah, something crazy like that. But and again, yeah. the young player we're praising, his real name is Demetrius. So let's not get onto names right now.
0: <laughs> that, that, listen, <laughs> I, <laughs>
3: that's
0: a top, right. top quality name, man. You, you show some respect. But
2: yeah, uh, on, on, on on yesterday's game, uh, one, of the, one of the big things that I've been saying pretty much since the season started as an offshoot of last year is Steve Nash as a coach... Um, just doesn't really understand how to put out a a starting five or a supplementary squad that has any form of balance unless he has the big three on the court because obviously the requirements are a lot less. So what we've seen over the course of the season is we've rotated between having either Blake as as the five or Claxton as the five or leaning on... Lamarcus Aldrich as the five, which in all three scenarios give you some real positive points, but then a whole host of negatives when you factor in the skill set of the rest of the players. Like we're we're a pretty good perimeter defensive team, but rim protection is non-existent. So yesterday, having uh, having Sharp play the five gave us a little bit of flexibility to actually stick with a man on a pick and roll, protect the rim. It's as simple as that. So the game ended up being quite close in the first half. Well, extraordinarily close in the first half. And then come third quarter, we just blew them to pieces. We got the rhythm. We got the rhythm of the game. The ball movement was on point. As you mentioned, we didn't need everybody to go off for 20, 25. You just need ball movement and right decision-making with this with this squad. And wins are wins. Do you get what I mean? Like the offense was just very, very fluid. Everyone was getting their their buckets. Um, the two young guys, when they did when they did cut hard to the hoop, somebody found them, and that was literally the story of the whole game. So it was very pleasing to see. Um, just shows that that whole dribble, dribble, step back free type of shit that we saw from Harden a few years years back was probably more detrimental to his reputation than. His actual skill set. So, yeah, man, please and win. Mm.
0: So, listen, Steve. Steve Nash got the job. Um, there was a lot of yeah question marks around that. Uh, KD and Kyrie very much came from the perspective of we listen, this hoops. We, we don't need a coach. And you know, when you have that level of talent at the top at the top end of your roster, um, most nights you don't need much coaching. But how do you think he's managed this season with Harden looking like he's taken a step back and with Kyrie obviously just coming back in. KD's still like an MVP, best in the league level. Um, but how well do you think he's managed and the changes that you saw last night? Do you think those are changes that are sustainable and will be built on going forward for the rest of the season?
2: I think it will be difficult to build on that one night just because it will, it will mean that we're relying on young talent. And... This goes back to like the Nets, the Nets a good few years ago, uh, we made, we made our name pretty much through the second round draft picks. Like we, we, we found gems across draft, across draft, across draft. And we built that team into something that was quite fun to watch. Wasn't a winning team by any measure, but they played hard. They played consistently to a, to a certain effort level and it was enjoyable. We got rid of all of that and we just filled it with star power. So the fact that we're seeing glimpses of reverting back to that sort of quote-unquote Brooklyn grit by just having young guys that are hungry for minutes, it actually works in our favour. Obviously, last season we tried that with a bunch of guys that were role players elsewhere and ended up paying, playing bigger minutes. Uh, guys like Shamit, whose reputation was pretty, pretty bad at the time when he came to the Nets, he ended up elevating himself. We brought in Bruce Brown, who... I admittedly hadn't ever seen him play and ended up being a pretty decent piece, versatile piece as well. Guys like Blake, again, who reputation was right at the tail end of like what you would expect for a former All-Star. He cultivated a real role for himself. So the fact that we do have that little thread in our squad is actually something to be quite proud of. And sure, Marks deserves full credit for that. But what I would say is Steve Nash isn't necessarily making the best use of all of the pieces that he has because he's constantly chopping and changing. He hasn't found a real dynamic at any stage over the course of the season where he trusts either a Bembry to to be a consistent starter, a Brown to be a consistent starter, a Millsap to play extended minutes. He's just constantly switching and messing with the formula to where now we are literally the Kevin Durant team. And James Harden with a bunch of guys who just run and cut; those are our two identity markers. So I'm hoping that with Kyrie back, we can start to formulate a little bit more of a a, a real thread of an identity over the course of the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you've got what 20 home games left, which would add up to
0: about 100k worth of fines if you wanted him to play <laughs> um, in the state of New York. So it'll be interesting to see um, what you decide to do. But um, I'm gonna come across to you. Um, talk a bit about the West of uh, Memphis and Golden State have played this week. Do you know uh, what? Before that though, I wanna really?
1: ask something because I think it's it's always interesting when you hear a fan say something because obviously watch every minute every game. So I I get it because like when people say, "Oh, the Celtics need Ben Simmons," I'm the first to just be like, <laughs> boys, no?" Like watch the game. So so I'm gonna come in with, with like uh, cautious kind of. Take on this one, but like I watched the game yesterday thinking Steve Nash won the game uh, from what I from which is what I saw, but then it might be a bit of agree and disagree with saying that it worked yesterday, but the inconsistency is the problem. But like I Sai said, it was like 71 71 or, or something at half time. Um, balls only got 19 points in the third quarter, right? And from what I could see just from the first half is people were just defending, like, any given NBA game in that first half. It was 1v1, it was, yeah, we'll take on DeRozan here, we'll take on Levine here, this and the It seemed like, and it kind of aligns with what you're saying, si, Like in terms of the whole, going back to the kind of hard-nosed Brooklyn in-your-face sort of style, like, you had Kessler, you had De'Ron Sharp, um, but most importantly, De'Andre Bembry, they were just blitzing everyone, like, the um, uh, De- DeRozan and Levine, because this is a slightly depleted Team, I think they lost um, Derek they Jones let, Jr. early, lost, like 30 yeah, seconds yeah. in. He He's a big piece. And I sort of talked about him on a pod a few weeks ago with Kay about how good I think he is for them. They lost him early. They haven't got Caruso out there. They haven't got um, Pat Williams all season, stuff like that. So it wasn't the full, full, full roster. But they just decided from what I could see in that third half where it ended up from a one two point game to a 20 point game to just blitz those two wings. Maybe I saw this as a Celtics because I know what it's like when you blitz two wings and the whole yeah. of the rest of offense falls to shit. And they were just living and dying by Vooch. And that's where Dayron swatted something from Vooch away inside. He airballed a free Vucevic, he back ironed a free. Like just it was it was awful. And they just but they were sending two, three guys every single time at Levine and and the Rosen. And and then yeah, I think Sy, si, you're right. Then you're kind of relying on Durant to go and make four of his six shots in the quarter or whatever it was and and Harden to, to make half of them. But it was I was impressed by that third quarter where it clearly was an adjustment from the first half. And it was just like, yeah, Benbury go get in people's face. Even Blake, Blake, Blake was in people's face doing all sorts as well. Um, drew a charge which got everyone off the bench, which again kind of spoke to that old Brooklyn attitude and stuff. But I was crediting Nash with that, but you might have seen sort of that, that comes and goes with the players' efforts more than, than Nash making any real Change. I don't
2: know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't really put it down to any sort of schemes from Nash because we've seen this in Brooklyn for the better part of four years now. Um, the team, the team is built around team defense, and one one of the things. I guess that,
1: though, it was so different to the first half, isn't it?
2: It's 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 become a trend. I'd say it's become a trend. Like the feeling out process in the first quarter, second quarter is usually what. Puts us down by a stretch that relies on us needing to make a run from a Kevin Durant or a like wild playmaking exhibition from James Harden, and similar to like the Golden State Warriors a few years back, we usually double down in the third quarters, probably because the games are closer than they should be. Um, so yeah, I'd I, I would, I would, I'd definitely be cautious in attributing that too much to Steve Nash just by virtue of the fact that. On the nights where we do lose, it's when those third third quarter runs don't really work in our favour. Like, it's not a game plan. It's just the natural sort of, the natural tempo of a, of a basketball he game. He don't know what
3: he's doing. He don't know what he's doing. Let's be honest. He doesn't. He he's he's no a good
2: guy. man manager. I'll, yeah, I'll a good man. manager
3: at best. <laughs> yeah, a well-paid water boy. Just making sure the boys are well hydrated, man. Like, come on. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. Like I hear what you're saying, yes, but in all reality, like one of one of the guys said in the group chat earlier, how long can KD keep up this fake efficiency? And obviously, said with the his whole career, his whole day. career,
0: I don't know, his whole
2: career, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
3: getting, it's getting a bit ridiculous now, though. like if were That is weird, the interesting
2: get... thing, though. If you if you do look at the numbers, I know we've been speaking about Steph Curry and the the volume of three pointers that he's taken and maybe settling for shots. KD settling for mid ranges. He's not exerting that's at that's all. that's
3: called hoop. That's that's basketball heritage, baby. Of course, he's and gone three pointers. <laughs> you see, shimmy shimmy ya, with the pull up Jay. Come on, bro. That's that's basketball, that's
2: but it is funny how about. the perception shifts because again, like, yeah, ultimately bro, KD, KD has on, everything in his bag. Dark
3: skin, actually, bro, bringing hoop back. That's what we need. We need more of that mid range ball. All right, so yeah. In summary, I don't think Nash really knows what he's doing, and
1: yeah, you guys. And I'm big with you. I was interview. with you, and generally, I'm with you in it. But, like, I, yeah. I mean, that clip of him I, or that photo of him hugging KD, basically whispering, <laughs> Thank you so much at the playoffs last year like, for yeah, keeping yeah. him in games. Yeah. But I did but find the, young boys interesting are interesting one, the, the switch at half time because it was totally, totally different than first half. But then, if that's if that's how the Nets are running at the moment, side, so then I'll defer to you on that. So yes, yeah,
2: yeah. You... it is a
0: good observation though, without a
2: shadow
0: so, of a doubt. So yes, and Sai, just before we go into Golden State and, and Memphis, do you guys think that the talent level in Brooklyn is is high enough um when the the, the, the big three as it were are on song? Don't know if that, that's still even the case with the with state of Harden, and obviously Kyrie we we are to see. Um can they win it all with Nash as their coach? Um or do you think they get found out in the playoffs?
2: We could conceivably... I, I don't know
1: I don't know what side thinks on this, but I think with those three people, with how playoff basketball slows down and can devolve into just making the shot or not. Like it's not just Nash in it, Do you know what I mean? It's not just man on the touchline himself. He'll have coaching staffs, he'll have all his analysts, he'll have all these video assistants doing all this data crunching and all this sort of stuff. So when you have those three guys on the floor, of course. Kyrie maybe not being on the floor for half of it is one question. Uh, Harden lasting is another question. If his hamstring goes like last season, where he left KD for the last couple of games against Milwaukee, basically on his ones, is another question. And then this is this is the danger you play when you when you steroid up on three superstars you're not going to have the fourth and fifth guy that uh, Chicago has. Like, Chicago give me Derek Jones Jr. over Bruce Brown, like, for argument's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're you're not going to be able to have that. So you have to rely on those three guys being available and on it every night. And then, obviously, Kyrie, I don't know what's the latest of that. They expect him now to be... more, he's gonna take the fucking vaccine. Like, if we're being honest, like, he's just gonna decide that he he don't watched the, the right vaccine. YouTube video that day where he takes it. <laughs> Aye, listen, <laughs> so bro. When, if he takes it, the I'm getting a third eye tattooed brother. on me don't too, take
2: baby. the vaccine.
1: Listen, he will. Like, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> and that's sure. Fine.
3: And he if he will, does, yeah, right? you'll see me on this pod with the Kyrie jersey on. So it don't matter. No, but this is what I'm
1: saying. Like that, that, that does change things, in it? Like, if it's just two of them, it's probably does. It doesn't, if it's it just, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, just haven't played together,
3: and we keep saying the yeah, air playoff basketball, blah blah blah. But I honestly don't think for all the time they've been there, Katie's two years now, Carrie's three. Um, they've just not played together
2: enough, and we obviously played 16 games play. with them all on the floor together. Come, Come on, one thirteen, And, and don't get cool. me wrong,
3: I, I, I if you do the ball is life analysis, hoop is hoop, of course, they're going to mesh beautifully as they as they should because you know the game is beautiful, but in reality. Like what's the chances? And but they'll have the whole rest of the are...
1: season. Kyrie's around the team now. That like they're, they're all three of them are injured
3: again. Recently, Harden's been quite injury prone. Kyrie's made of oh, one season. And uh, recently, that's what I said. Recently, what, during his time at the at the Nets, he's been fairly injury prone. In a sense, we hadn't seen before like little niggles here and there. Like the hamstring was the big one. He had little ones here and there. You got Kyrie, who's just made of Lego, and KD. He's been looking after himself, so touch wood, nothing happens. But yeah, for me, I think, for me, I for for me, think for it me it the main grand question grand
1: though, yeah. if if they if they can get Bembry and Mills defending round screens and everything like last night, if they can get, they were on sharp taking turns of Claxton to just hang with bigs that like the aren't Embiid and Yanis, that will be a problem coming out of these. That's I think what it boils down to. But then you're gonna have the best player on the floor every single night, late yeah. game situation, four every single night with KD on the floor, you're going to have the best player. Okay. Totally so like if, if, a, if a game's within four points, is there anyone else you'd want on the floor? Nice. Nah. do you know what I mean? So I think Giannis. if they keep it close and they is and they put the effort in and these and role players, I think, I think sai makes a good point about relying on young guys like, they were on sharp, looked really, really good, and then oh, no, he's nearly fouling out now. We need to, we need to manage him and stuff, and he's going to have to learn that as as the season goes on, and Kessler Edwards as well, and Cam Thomas and stuff like that. But they've all had their own big moments. It's just what, what you can get out of them on any given night. But of course they can. Kyrie needs to be available for seven games though. If he's missing three out of seven, you lose two of them. You're know, you're fighting with one arm behind your back. But yeah, so so of course they can for me anyway.
0: Cool, nice one, thanks, guys. I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the extra insight there. Yes, um, let's head over to the west. Uh, in one corner, you've got uh the the Golden State feeling so good. You know, Steph Curry, first team All NBA MVP candidate. Clay Thompson back in the mixer. Uh, on the other side, you got the plucky upstarts, Memphis Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I believe they beat Golden State for the tenth time in a row. Um, the other night. Um 116 to 108, uh 29 and 14 on the season. they their third season, in the West, and they're part of that group of four teams with Golden State, Phoenix, Memphis, and um, Utah, who've kind of separated themselves quite comfortably from the from the rest of the Western Conference. Um, but yes, I wanted to talk about um how genuine uh Memphis are. I think we 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 always love seeing a, a young team come of age. Um, and they, they kind of got there last year, but it feels like they've taken another step um, in line with Jar Morant. Um, are, are you buying what they're selling?
1: Yeah, 100%, man. I, I I think it's similar to the KD point just now, where if you have the player to decide things on the floor, like we know like this is why players get such focus in basketball as opposed to other sports, or whatever, because it's 5v5 and like one guy really can tip the scales like that. And... If you've got Jar developing like he is, like you, this time last year, people were like, Jar Moran, can't really shoot, but he's really good. Already, he's he's developing as that he's picking his shots a bit better. Like they're not off the dribble pull up threes Amazing. from everywhere. He's picking them well, but he's hitting them at I think ca- a career career clip for him. Like so far out of his first. First couple of years in the league, he's, he's Im- improved his, his three point shooting. He's about thirty eight percent now, and, and improving uh, yeah, the amount he's taking like for a game, and, and he's picking them. Don't get me wrong, he's picking them, but it's it, the reason the Russ comparison comes out is is because no one is stopping him inside, Hyperflake. and I think I think with Jar as well, the reason it's called a coming of age because some people might turn around and be like, you know what. Coming of age, he knocked Steph out of the postseason last year in the playing game, and and it wasn't just like what was he that? was standing up, Mister Mister Stephen Curry, your mate. So look, he knocked he knocked out Golden State last year. Okay, no, it's not full Golden State. There's no Clay. There's no this, 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 this. But that's a coming of age, right? And and it wasn't like he stood in the corner watching it happen. He took them to he helped take them to overtime and scored the deciding buckets in overtime. I think the two players who have made the courtside countdown age rapidly. This season, and it is only two. I think everyone is in a good spot, except for Russ needs to drop right out of it because he's having he wasn't the in year it for years, he wasn't in it anyway. He was in the 25, he was in the 25. No, he wasn't, he was, tw- was he? 20, 22nd. I think Russ finished, yeah, he wasn't in mind. Basing though, so off of Washington, basing <laughs> basing off Washington for basketball. Um, whereas at 25th. Uh, number sort of Chris Middleton with the missing AWO Ben Simmons and behind Trey Young behind Donovan Mitchell behind that group of guard like for me you'd tie your franchise to jar more than you would most people under 25 now Um, I think we'll talk about Memphis in general because in general they're fantastic but before getting off of jar because I think other man might want to have a little word to say about jar right most people would say, not Canyon, so don't worry, you don't need to don't need to contribute. But most people would say Steph is in MVP conversations this year. A lot of people would because he's a high-scoring, high-usage player on a team right at the top of the standings. And you know what? From that argument, it's fair. Um, a lot of people would say, wow. even despite the record, Jokic is in MVP conversations out West. And I would agree. I'd say, look, the record sucks, but he's got mad injuries and he's doing a lot with that. So if Jokic on 26 points, uh, 7 assists, and Steph Curry on 27 points, What about the rebounds? 6 assists are in MVP composition, I don't understand why Ja Morant on 25, uh, 7 assists, leading the team in late games, going out to, to Crypto.com, Com Arena and blocking the shit out of the Lakers and being the best player on the floor on the late December game, hitting 41 going into the Nets back back garden and shitting all over them um, and now leading them to a win last night against the Golden State Warriors, leading again. Like, this isn't just he's a player on a good team. He is the driving force of the team, the emotional leader of the team. He gets everybody amazing looks through driving because he's so tough to guard. He's leading these wins. Fourth, third in the West, like, right there with Utah. And he's there with the obvious numbers, like assists and steals and points and whatever. And the MVP buzz ain't there yet. But I think after that block the other night, after that game against Steph again, I expect it to bubble, bubble, bubble. And if their record stays the same, I could see Jarby in top five MVP voting. If, if, if he has more moments that capture the imagination like he has.
0: Mm, I always feel like, players always tend to have to go through a kind of stages in their career before they start getting the yeah, and I hate because it's like he's ready like it's not even yeah, a debate really he's yeah ready. yeah like, I, I agree um, you, you struggle to name a better guard in the in the league this season but you kind of have to do the all-star thing which he's he's second in all-star voting for guards in the west now then once you do the all-star thing then you got to get onto an all NBA team Yeah, to that's generally how it, it goes and i think that's this fair this is the thing
1: he'll have it, he'll that's have his, he'll be one he'll be one of Their the second, round have have of old, second second round of all-star voting came back today and he's right up there with the guards i get all that da-da-da-da-da. but that's for people who you know Put M- Rudy Gobert on the MVP ladder. We can be better than that, boys. Yeah, we don't have to do that. We can just look <laughs> at what is happening on the floor every night and just call it as it is. And as it is, I He's don't. The best see, in the West. I don't see five people playing better than him. If like, mm-hmm. if you're talking people like DeRozan and Steph, then you're talking Jar for me as
0: well. In my yeah, now I think it's hard for anyone to argue with the points you've made. To be honest with you, does anybody argue with the points he has made? Nah, come the, the fuck out! Really I dare you. <laughs> yeah, just,
3: as long as you know Steph's not top five.
0: Okay,
2: Yeah, let's 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 leave the the, the Steph chat out. So I want to come up Gone, gone. Uh, they could
0: five.
2: they could in theory have an MVP candidate and most. Oh, wait, wait, yeah.
0: Lost. Gone. I know. Are we oh, back. Go back? Go on. Go on. No, just talk, say like a whole sentence, and we'll know if you're back.
2: I was gonna say, um, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they could have an MVP candidate and a most improved player candidate because Desmond Bain this season has been incredible. He's taken a he's taken a leap, and they now look like a formidable backcourt which obviously in order for you really like push your team to that next level, you need a running mate. And he has that now, which is really, really good to see because big uh, Jaron Jones Jr. or Jaron Jackson Jr., I should say, Triple J, he's not he's not developed as much as I would have liked, which is somewhat disappointing. But it you is know what, what I he think...
1: Does. he's not hit the heights as as people expected but he is having a really good year and he's showing improvement and and similarly he's improving on a rebound and he's still really out there as a defender and he's getting big buckets like he's not hit the heights. they're winning that's what matters yeah and i wouldn't write him off but i mean if you go through their their roster as well i think morale you asked like if we're buying what they're selling i think Si, you mentioned people being, uh, the Nets people being guys you trusted to always go deep in the draft and make things happen. Desmond Bain was picked 30th. Um, like Dylan Brooks was a second rounder. He's missed a lot of this season, but was a second rounder. Jaron Jackson Jr., they clearly identified like a guy that they they wanted to have. Um What's it, uh, he came before Jar, didn't Zaya. he? So they
3: thought he'd be, they
1: thought he'd be the guy because he came off yeah, the year. Yeah, I Jart. get that, but like you, 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 you adapt every year, right? And then like Zaire Williams, everyone clowned them for, um, like trade making that trade, losing Valanciunas. I get that that hasn't aged the best because he's done well in New Orleans, but they did it for draft pick to get Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams had the best game of his entire young young career last night again against Stephen Curry, locking him up on multiple possessions. Not just being a stand in the corner and shoot guy, Zaya Williams. He's a lob threat now. So if you have those three as a young core, if Zaya Williams keeps going on in this fame where he can knock down three pointers four out of six, five out of seven again from the corners, and he can be a mad lob threat because he, he wasn't, he was profiled as like an athletic, like sort of jerky ball handling wing in college. If he can fill out a little bit but keep that athleticism, have him and JJJ and Desmond Bain and John Morant. Stephen Adams is at, at least a useful, course. a useful, useful calming presence. He's, not, he's on a lot of money. And then you've got people like Carl Anderson, slow-mo like slow, slow himself. Um, you've got Tyus Jones having a career night last night, who's a nice little regular season guard off the bench lad. Their roster is sick. And they got a good young coaching staff. They play the right way. They're right up there in defensive metrics. Um, since Jar came back, I looked at this earlier today, since Jar came back, boxing day, they're the second best net rating in the NBA. Like, they're on a tear, on a total tear. They, they were conceding a lot of threes early in the season. Since then, they're top of the league for steals per game, top of the league for blocks per game. Um, yeah, they they don't turn it over as much anymore. I'm all over Memphis. Memphis are sick.
3: Yeah, I hear that. Jasmine Bain needs to stay off the bicep curls though, just in all honesty. He's working real hard on <laughs> the gym. You want to keep the jump shot smooth, brother, not Bricky. So, yeah, as long as he keeps that up, like, yeah, I really like what they're doing. And as he has said, they've got a lot of young pieces who are f- very good. Like Dylan Brooks, again, not played much this year. But even before they've been going on this tier recently, he's been a very decent player. And he's come along in his career nice and, nice and steady. Tyus Jones, I'm going to give him a, a bit more credit. He's better than his brother. And he's not just a little nice regular season guard. I think when it comes to the postseason, that's someone that's very reliable as a I just JJ Barea build
1: yeah he's I just worry about defend. the side. yeah, yeah it, I hear like, that but, but yeah, of course, and also but the, I think he's the shooting like on the, ball. the shooting this year is better than it has been before like he had his obviously he went off against Golden State and hit shots yeah. that he's never but he's a before. smart player he's, that's what you want yeah no, nah, he's a lovely but if to like, sit down
3: it's like having a Patty Mills come off the bench I'm not saying he's Patty Mills but he's just someone the ball is secure in his hands to keep things ticking so uh, yeah. well the the and and they, they were smart in, they
1: were smart in playing and with Jar Moore as well you got Bane there as a stocky guard to take on bigger assignments I think how tall I, is Bane like
3: 6'5 like he's not this, the tallest his, the
1: problem with the problem with him drafting was his his wingspan like he's got little arms and, T-Rex arms and, and, yeah T-Rex arms and oh, still worried the worried bicycles. I told you well he did do too many of them when he was young so he stunted the growth of his arms but but like they know what they want in it in Memphis like they're like fuck that bullshit like they they like they see these red flags of people like Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams even like Zaire Williams, I was like, "Right, they've picked him high because he looked good in college, but I thought he was lightweight, sort of one of those players that doesn't always translate. They know what they're doing talent ID wise. Um the, the it's, jump it's that has made I don't think anyone expected that though. I think
3: that's very fair. Well, from nine well, I mean, to seventeen I
1: I'm I'm standing in the restricted area ready to get dumped dunked on right again. But we we picked Bane for <laughs> Memphis and then traded him on draft night and I was very annoyed that we didn't because I liked his college tape so yeah so, yeah, man. so we fucked up there again but yeah no but you're right there was, there three was doubts seven
3: attempts there was doubts 46% there was six percent from the field fourteen shots a game he's basically doubled what he was doing last year so yeah I like it a lot um he did talk a bit of shit to LeBron which didn't end his way of course. Because everyone thought, <laughs> even myself, I thought, I thought these young boys weren't respecting LeBron. Started talking shit, and LeBron turned back like, "What?" And he started going, "I, I wiffly, He forgot his words for a second. So, you know, let's 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 rise slowly, young bull. But
0: I really, you know, like I love this. They don't care who you are. They don't care. Who you i, are. I saying, gonna, you say they're they're gonna, they don't, they don't care and they're gonna they don't dunk. care. But when, when, he, dunk, he around, right, when he turned around,
3: I when he turned around, what what like what, what like Jeff was saying when he turned around, it was almost like LeBron was like, "Who said that?" Even Ja was looking around like, man, I don't know who said that. Listen, you have to
0: remember, yeah, these guys are in their early twenties. LeBron's been dominating in this league since they were in what they call it in America,
2: kindergarten, bro. Yeah, so you know they're gonna chat shit and
0: they're gonna gonna remember. Oh shit, that's actually. Oh God, please, I'm sorry. But
1: think about the think about the makeup of it as well. You got Jar. Jar was nothing as a recruit coming into college. Jar Mid, nobody, like. yeah. was a Mid-major,
0: yeah.
1: No, He was a guy Russ, but he made
0: it. Now we <laughs> right. to the Hall of Fame. Dealing, I'm
2: Dealing telling Brooks. you. Dealing Wait, Stop tempting fate, man. Jarman yeah, Morant's legacy is going to be greater than Russell Westbrook. He needs to be careful I'm with saying that. Saying it now, do? Do? Do why, why, why do people do this Why do
3: people do this? It's been three years. And he telling you, dog.
2: telling like 13. Let, 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 let Yaslam. Let Yaslam.
1: Canyon, Canyon. I expected much better than you, brother, in defending Russ's legacy at the top of this show. I won't even lie. I, I wanted to jump in and defend I'm him deflated, a little bit. Bro. I,
3: I want to defend his legacy, but I'm deflated. you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know but where we'll, he stands. We'll, we'll do we'll that. Because right now he's looking
1: here. like Ben Simmons without the defense. Is not great. So, with whoa, Memphis, whoa, 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 with Memphis, not like look at all these guys and you, what you lot are saying about the attitude of them. Jar was a nobody, Dylan Brooks is a nobody, Desmond Bain was told he was too small, Tyus Jones was told he was too small. Kyle Anderson has never really got respect in the league as a really lovely piece For to have. Reason, I'll, I'll be like, a decent player. There we go. What? It's people like Candian right now that are the reason that Memphis are <laughs> no. shitting on people every night. <laughs> no, it's not. Because no, it's they're not. I know, I know no, the,
3: the yeah, a weird jump I, remember, I remember the plucky band of Misfits. This ain't the first time they've done it, bro. Like, I've been about the block, okay? I remember fair, and the that is their identity. This is, they, that's their identity, bro. That's all they, they, they know. They are love
1: a Misfit. Dirty
3: man. town down in Memphis. They are, they, are are
1: Memphis. they are Misfit, but I don't think they've ever had, like, even with Conley or whatever, Grit and I don't think they've had someone like Jar who can just... Oh that's what he's doing in games. And and I think that's best I think going back to go, going yeah. back to the very, very top of it, he's not a Marcus So he's not a Mike Condi. Like he's someone that is laying down a marker in the biggest arenas, Nets, Lakers, Warriors, he's coming to your arena and fucking you up.
3: Yeah, yeah, we can hold that still. Like I'm happy for him. Like I've gotten a bit bored. It's nice to see the leagues heading in a good direction. Because everyone said, Oh, when LeBron leaves, blah blah blah. Listen, he can go. They might not have the face of the league, but there's a lot of young talent out there. And the fact that last year, even didn't have LeBron in the finals, I think was a godsend. Because that was a top quality finals from players you wouldn't normally see being on the forefront of the NBA. So the Bucks and Phoenix, not the sexiest of franchises. So yeah, man, the, the league is in good hands, especially for the young boys. So I'm good.
0: So yes, with, with all that, with Jar should be in the MVP conversation, with Memphis being right there, um, so, not even the plucky upstarts. They are right among those top teams in the West. What do you classify as a good season for them this year?
1: Well, I think they're so young that the pressure's not really there. Um, so, that's why you see this as you coming out from. Them. I think if they make any real dent in the postseason, I think matchup is important. Um, just don't lose in the first round. But just setting something of a legacy, really, like, and just. And where you can look back on it next year and be like, yeah, we went seven games with, well, we're going to probably be like third, fourth in the West. So, but like they could, they could easily bounce a a Clippers or a Denver early, depending on injuries. That will be a big scalp for them. Second round, then they look at people like uh, a Utah about uh, Golden ones. State and to be honest they bounce could bounce people. these people, they're they they a the massive buttons. banana skin but I think as long as they get to the second round or even a seven game first round and they're like yeah we can hang with people more senior than us Triple J can go up and smash up Gobert and Jock and take it to Steph again or or, or Donovan Mitchell hey. who's four or five years ahead of where he's meant to be I think as long as they can do that then it's an amazing season for them if they actually that's go a to, actually. Like to that... a Western Conference Finals. Then it's fucking. There's no pressure at yeah, all. Yeah, that's that's, like, in that's a great, great
0: place. Yeah, I think yeah. what what you liken them to in terms of a, a a great first round series is kind of the 2014 Golden State Warriors who who had who had the Spurs on the ropes and probably looking back in hindsight probably should have won that won that series. Um, but I, I, I love yeah. everything about them. To be I honest, look what that got us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a dynasty. <laughs> Um uh, <laughs> I love everything about uh Memphis, so yeah, I think you're you're spot on with that shout there. Yes. Um, lads, it, it's been a pleasure. Um this this series, it, it, you look talking
3: has... bad of Russ's name the whole time. what's the, listen, the royalties not...
2: on uh, playing cold as ice at the end of the uh, pod. Listen, bro, no, let's let's let,
3: let's, not <laughs> let's not do this. Let's not do this, let's Real not do this. Let's not do this, yeah. Because yeah. your best ever player, you're you what's next best ever player? What Jason Kidd? can chat to my guy Russ, yeah. So let's not do man, that. He's, he's right? got a ring, mate. He's got a <laughs>
2: ring, ring, ring,
3: ring. Ring. Okay, look ring. Look at this, yeah. look at this guy. You're a ring mate Okay, skip full of soul, brother. Let's 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 leave. <laughs> let's leave the ring chat. Let's, let's have a ring.
2: <laughs> let's leave you the ring chat. What better top than top that? five point guard of all time it is hmm. what it is. Jason. Hmm. Kidd. Jason. In Kidd. what country? Maybe Jason Moldova. Every country. The accolades speak for themselves. Top five point guards of all time.
0: Listen, Canyon. What we're gonna do? We're gonna get you on a one-man podcast, just all things <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Just, just a half an hour monologue. Listen, let me you, wrap from UCLA Seventy-five
2: percent of that is gonna be about drip.
0: Yeah, I, and I, so I, what? I've,
2: I make a rule book. I don't make Why not?
0: So yes, sigh Canyon. Um, it's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, yes, I look forward to hearing more about your Celtics in the coming weeks. Um. <laughs> K, okay, it's the Lakers, so we're gonna to have to keep it local and, and say, uh, "All your years of suffering, that, all your years of suffering, have finally brought you here, brother." Um, no, no, we are. It's title or 100%. bus, bro. It's title of bus.
3: <laughs> the way of the Tottenham, it will
2: manifest in the next <laughs> Amen. Nice one, <all laughs> lads. we're winning a chip in my lifetime, in it. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>